Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to have you with us tonight for another edition. Just uh, whew, just barely made it. Rolled in from Williston. I was preaching up there today. And, I mean, we just got to town. Just, I mean, just made it. And uh, got some got a heavy load off of me, and then we made it into the studio. Seth, what are you looking at? The uh, Good to have the Yoders already texting, listening from Pennsylvania tonight. Good to have... Chris and uh, Seth in the studio with me tonight, and with the uh, onboard theologians that are here. A bunch of people texting me now. Good to have Schuler's listening tonight. Good to have you guys listening tonight. Can't wait to see that new coat that you gave me. Uh, I got to go pick that up. Hostetlers are listening in Pennsylvania tonight. Good to have you guys too. Just a bunch of you texting. Text me tonight seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two seven zero one two nine zero. 7862, and uh, you can be part of this program by doing that. I uh, periodically read those texts. You can email me if you're listening out of the country, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Haven't got to talk to too many people how our service went in Dickinson today. I talked to, I guess it went good. We um, 
I talked to a couple different people, and I just got a couple thumbs up here in the studio that it went good. I was preaching in, in Beulah, North Dakota this morning, and then Williston, North Dakota this afternoon. So so we were not in our home church, which is something that does bug me. I don't like to be gone very much, but I really had to for some things that I had to do in these other churches. Tonight, we're going to talk about, um, maybe with Thanksgiving weekend, I'm going to spend a little time about having the attitude of being thankful, uh, and um, and maybe kind of contrast that with being unthankful. How's that sound for being original here? Seth, why don't you play a song so I can kind of get everything put together here? I did bring my guitar in the studio. If you want to request a song that I play, text me that too, and I just might do it for you. This is the Tell It Like It Is show, 701-290-7862. want to praise the Lord If you really want to lift your voice If you really want to make a joyful noise This is the place really want to praise the Lord If you really want to lift your voice Then if you really want to make A joyful noise This is the place Now you can praise Him at school, you can praise Him at home, you can praise Him at work, you can praise Him alone. But when all the saints of God are gathering in, there is only one thing on our mind. This is the place, this is the time, everybody, if you love Jesus, let's join in. If you really want to praise the Lord And if you really want to lift your voice If you really, really want to make A joyful noise This is the place Oh yes, if you really want to praise the Lord If you really want to lift your voice And if you really want to make A joyful noise That's Lance Appleton. If you really want to praise the Lord, this is the place. That's a good song to sing to start a church service. Every once in a while we start our church services in Dickinson. Has anybody invited anybody to church yet on this radio broadcast? Wednesday night, 7.30 is our next 
Church Service, 105 7th Avenue West. That's the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. We've got uh, Johnny, uh, Joe, and Bill in the studio now, too, that showed up along with Chris and Seth. Hello to the Aprils listening. I think these might be first-time listeners listening up in the Minot area. Good to have the Aprils listening uh, tonight, and those are good friends of mine, and we're glad that you're tuned in. The um, I am the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson. Wednesday nights, 7.30, we have service. Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock is Sunday school. 11 o'clock is our worship service. This coming Sunday, we have an evangelist with us, Bill Farron. And um, this uh, coming Sunday, our regular services, we have a, also a special service Monday night at 7.30, Tuesday night in Beach, we have our service there at 7.30, Brother Farron will be there, that, of course that's next Tuesday, not this Tuesday, they'll have their regular service there, and then the following Wednesday we have church with Brother Farron. So the 4th fourth and 5th in Dickinson, 6th in Beach, the 7th of December back in Dickinson with evangelist Bill Farron. And um, uh, he is a preacher of faith and sensitive to the Lord, um, out-of-the-box kind of guy, and that's why I always like to have him come, because I just feel it's good for our church. He's a lot different than I am, and that's not good or bad. It's just the way it is, and uh, and I and I really like the Ferns and respect them. Tonight, I want to just turn your attention to Romans chapter 1, verses 21 and 22. And um, somebody just asked me, if people are getting smarter today because of the, um, you know, all the information that's out there, I think verse 22, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. That's certainly a commentary on what's going on today in our, our world. Romans one twenty one said, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. And I want to talk about this uh, people that are not thankful towards God, and what happens after that, of course, the downward slide of man uh, becoming unthankful to God, and then all the different things that go along with that. I think um, I just want to say, to start out with that, uh, it's funny, language can be a very, very interesting thing. Um, you know, you can make statements like uh, that say the same thing but can mean different things, like... Um, like I saw a man on a hill with a telescope. Well, does that mean you saw a man on a hill that was using a telescope, or did you were you using a telescope to see the man on the hill? You know, like there's there's things like that in life. Um, you know, like you know he fed her cat food. Does that mean that he made his wife eat cat food, or does it mean he fed her cat food? Like there's there's different things, and you say, what well, does that have to do with anything? Well. What it has to do with something is, is that what about the statement that uh, we have this the statement out there that I don't deserve this or I did not deserve this, and uh, and that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the spirit of thankfulness. I want to talk about the spirit of of the um, of a person that looks at life and looks at the things of God not as a victim but as a as as a student. Uh, I, I think it's very, very important, and certainly it's a good topic for the Thanksgiving weekend. Um, you know, I, I think that I've met many people that are very, very bitter about things. You know, they had sometimes they 
they have things that they think happen to them. Sometimes they're not even real things. Um, you know, people get offended so easily. Uh, uh, some of this, uh, what we call nowadays uh, racism, is not really racism. It's kind of a reverse racism. Like, for instance, if you think I'm a racist, then all of a sudden I everything I say is racist. Um, you know, I mean, some of that could be the person listening to it. And I think it's important to be careful. I'm not a racist. I I um, I have no. I I guess I I don't under, even understand the concept. I just don't get it. But but I also don't appreciate being called racist just because I was white. You know that I'm not into that either because I think that's kind of a weird kind of racism. And and the reason I said that is sometimes perception is reality to some people. Like people think of things and they think because of. Uh, certain economic conditions they were born into, they uh, they look at their life. Uh, maybe their parents weren't wealthy. Uh, maybe maybe they look at maybe it is because they're a certain color or ethnic group that they have this this idea that that um, you know their life is bad. You know, like in other words, what did I do to deserve this? Like you don't understand. Uh, you were you were fed with a silver spoon all your life. So how do you understand? Well. You would be amazed at some of the people that have great attitudes that were not fed with a, uh, were not born with a silver spoon stuck in their mouth. Um, uh, it's not attitude. It, it's not about really having a good attitude in life. It's not about um, about having everything going your way. A lot of it has to do with the decision that we make, and that's kind of what I want to talk about tonight on our broadcast. Uh, we've got a, a man that we need to keep praying for. His name is Lynn Lidstrom. He's a man from our church, and he's battling cancer, and we're believing God is going to heal him. But uh, but he's got a good attitude. He, he has an attitude like this. It was this cancer that brought him to the Acts two thirty eight message. It was the cancer that brought him to to this uh, knowledge that he was not right with God, and and he got right with God. He was baptized in the name of Jesus. He received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the cancer didn't go away at that point. But Lynn, who is in a lot of pain right now and needs our prayer, he, uh, when you talk to him, he'll say something like this just about all the time. It's all good. Everything's good. It's all good. And what he means by that is that, that he, what he got in his relationship with God was better. And it doesn't make any difference if he's got cancer. See, that's a good attitude. Now, I've met other people that, have a lot less going wrong in their life than that that have a really bad attitude. I think was it a week ago or two weeks ago I did a program on self-pity. And this this program seems like it's going to mirror that program just a little bit maybe. Uh, but I think a lot of people feel sorry for themselves about things and really a lot of the things uh, that we are so upset about and maybe even upset with God about many times are things of our own making. Um, you know, there, there is, uh, and, and whether they are or not, it doesn't really make any difference. Because God wants us to look at life and, and realize that the things of this life, there's more to this life than just what happens here. The greatest thing that you can have happen to you is to come to the knowledge of the truth and obey it. And so God wants us to, to, to have a good attitude. He doesn't want us to complain or, or murmur. You look in the Old Testament, and um, you see that word murmur a lot, especially in the book of Numbers with the children of Israel murmuring 
in the wilderness. First Corinthians 10 and 10 says, Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, and were destroyed of the destroyer. God is against murmuring, and another word for murmuring is complaining. You know, the, in the Exodus 16 and 2, it says, And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And so, in fact, that whole number 16 talks about the people of Israel murmuring. Verse 32 said, The earth opened up her mouth and swallowed them up in their houses, and all the men that appertained unto Korah and all their goods. But then you look in number 1641, And on the morrow all the congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, saying, You have killed the people of the Lord. Well, actually, Moses and Aaron did not kill them. God did. And the, for, for a reason that only God knew was good, and, and certainly was good. So, there, there is, um, Proverbs 19 and 3 says, A man may ruin his chances, this is the Living Bible, by his own foolishness, and then blame it on the Lord. And so, I think, number one, there are people possibly listening tonight that really are going through some hard times, and they are not of their own making at all. But for the most part, when we go through hard times, it is of our own making. And then we ask ourselves, what did we do to deserve this? And that throws a whole different light on that statement, because maybe you did a lot to deserve this. Maybe that's why you are doing time tonight. You know, because, you know, so what did I do to deserve this? Well, you, you know, you got dr- drunk and drove for the fourth time. You know, what did I do to deserve this? Well, I mean, I mean, just figure it out. You know, that, that's, that's what you did to deserve this. Uh, there, there is, um, and so, so tonight, I, I feel like that we, we have this victim mentality going on out there in many, many people's lives. And I can usually pick it up very, very quickly. Um, I just, I mean, I got to be careful how I say this because people start guessing who I'm talking about. And that, that does happen on the radio actually to me often. I get people, were you talking about so and so, so and so? So I got to be, I got to kind of veil everything and, and, um, and just, you know, not be too specific. But just recently I was talking to somebody and, and the moment they started talking, I picked up that victim mentality. Just, just everything's wrong. Everything's going bad. It's never going to go good. Um, and I, I just, it's really, really hard to break through that. It really is. It's just a, it's, it's just a really, really hard thing. You know, the, the, uh, and, and really it's so self, um, it's so, it, it's, it perpetuates itself because when you have this victim mentality, people will start to shy away from you. You'll start losing opportunities. You're not going to get the promotion, whether it's in the kingdom of God or even on your job. Uh, your your marriage may collapse. Um, you know, I mean, like if you if you have the victim mentality, like sometimes children do. You know, they got in trouble seven times today, and now they're like, nobody likes me, everybody hates me. I guess I'll just go eat worms or however that goes. And I mean, like you know, that's that's the way a lot of times children are. They try to try to manipulate their parents and make their parents feel bad. And some of you parents are so dumb, you fall for that stuff, which is really dumb. I mean, you fall for that, you know, the little pouty faces and, and this victim mentality. Like, you know, like, there, there are, and, I, and I've even heard Pentecostal people that, you know, like, we take some s- strong stands on things. You know, like, like, this may surprise some of you that are listening for the first time, but as a pastor, 
in the Pentecostal church I pastor, I ask people, you know, I don't want you to, if, if you want to listen to me as your pastor, I don't want you to have a television in your home. I don't want you to, uh, to watch Hollywood movies on your computer or, uh, of course, you don't have a television, but I, I, I don't want you to, to uh, view those types of things on your phone or any other type of worldly media like that. And, and I think it's a very good stand. In fact, uh, let, let me just tell you that if, if you that are listening to Holy Ghost Radio think, I can't believe he said that on, a, on an AM oldies rock and roll station, that stand isn't going to st- stop anybody from coming to our church or yours either. Because it makes sense to people that have a love for God. And it makes sense to a lot of people that really would like to get back to some good family time and some other things. But I've actually heard people feel sorry for their children. Like, yeah, it's really hard to be a Pentecostal kid because they had to grow up and didn't get to watch TV. See, that's exactly what I'm talking about tonight. That's that victim mentality. No, that, no, don't feel sorry for anybody. Don't feel sorry for my kids because I had one of my relatives thought that we were neglecting our children because we didn't have a TV. Well, I think many times you're neglecting your children because you set them in front of that stupid thing rather than you visiting with them, rather than you talking to them, but you just scurry them away so you don't have to have any business in their lives and let, let somebody that you don't even know watch, you know, kind of babysit for you, you know, and feed their minds full of all kinds of junk. You know, yeah, I, I, I feel like preaching. You know, this, this, this idea, don't, don't feel sorry. You know, we sing this song once in a while. I haven't sang it for a while, but I choose to be a Christian. Have you guys all heard that song? I, I choose to be a Christian. Don't, don't feel sorry for me. Nobody's holding a gun to my head. This is the way I want to live. You decide for you. I'll decide for me, but the choice is mine. This is what I want to be. Don't feel sorry for my kids because, because dad told them they couldn't have sex before they got married. Don't feel sorry for them. And don't feel sorry for your kids. You know, I mean, don't, don't feel like, you know, I, like, I, I think my children had opportunities that many, many people never ever had. And so, and so there are these unthankful whiner type people that are always, even in the kingdom of God occasionally, they think, you know, yeah, we're really sacrificing for God. We don't get to smoke cigarettes. Well, you know, as a pastor, I preach that, that God can give you power over the tobacco habit, and I, I think God's against it because it's bad for you. But, but don't feel sorry for me because I don't get to smoke cigarettes. You know, I remember when I first came to God, some of my friends, I was witnessing to them, and they said, boy, you really gave up a lot for your religion, Bob. I go, what do you mean? You go, well, you don't get to take drugs anymore. You don't get to drink anymore. You don't get to smoke anymore. You don't, you, you know, you, you can't have sex with anybody but your wife. You really gave up a lot for your God, your religion. And I'm like, I kind of fell for it for a little bit when I first, they'd first, yeah, I sure did. Yeah, I love Jesus. And, you know, I really did give up a lot for my God. But then one day it dawned on me, no, I, this, this is what I want to do. Like, no, I'm not giving up anything. For, I mean, like, I don't get to smoke cigarettes anymore. I don't get to smoke dope anymore. Like, like, I mean, what good thing did Budweiser ever add to my life? I mean, like, didn't make me a better driver. You know, I've actually talked to people that think they can drive better when they drink. Are there any policemen listening out there? Oh, you used to think that? Oh, man, let's go beat this guy up right after this. No, I've talked to people there like, no, Pastor Bob, you know, get a couple beers, kind of relaxed me. I didn't, you know, my reaction time is a little slower, so I didn't, you know. I'm like, well, you're the only person in history that drinking made you a better driver. I mean, because it doesn't happen. 
I wonder if you would tell that to a policeman when he pulled you pulled you over. By the way, I, you know, like officer, really, you know, drinking actually helps me to be a better driver. And uh, like, how about this one? Smoking pot. They've told me, Pastor Bob, smoking pot makes me a better parent. I, I'm a lot more relaxed around my kids. Yeah, and I and I suppose you know when you're when they're foreclosing on your car and your house because you can't get to work because you're a dopehead. You know, I, I I don't know what I'm saying. What in this little segment? Don't feel sorry for me because I'm living for God. I'm not a victim living for God. This is this is a blessing. This is what I want to do. This is the way it, it needs to be promoted because this is a good life. You know, I've looked down many roads and and the and different directions that people have gone. Like like um you know, we're having a major or I don't know if it's a major epidemic, but we're having a major press release about all the homosexual problems there are in our world. I don't know if there's any more than there ever was, but I'm just saying that they're making a big deal. And all the people that they say are transgender, or we used to say transvestite, I don't know what the difference is. But I'm going to tell you folks, listen, I'm not, I'm not mad at anybody, and I don't want to hurt anybody. I want to love everybody, and if you are that person, if you're transgender, if you've lived that lifestyle, if you're living some kind of homosexual lifestyle, um, we'd love to meet you. We'd love to have you come to our church. Here's the deal. That lifestyle is really bad for you. You know, don't feel sorry for me because I'm not transgender. But I do feel sorry for you. Suicide rate's very high, and it's not because of people like me, because I'm trying to help you. I don't want to hurt you. You're very, very confused. You see, this victim mentality, so much of it is, is, is ruining, and so much of it is based on this, what did I do to deserve this? Well, boy, I ranted and raved a long time here. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to have Seth uh, play a song. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Maybe I'll get to something better than this uh, here on this next segment. Yeah. 
Tell it like it is radio show. I got a lot of texts to start off with, and now my phone's kind of went blank. Did you guys all tune off? Did I? A bunch of bitch, it's a bunch of victim mentality people out there. Just shut me off. That's what it is. 701 290 7862 is the way you can text me. I, I, I didn't believe the Hostetlers and the Yoders had victim mentalities, but they haven't said nothing to me since they started the program. We started the program tonight. We're talking about difference between that victim mentality versus that positive mentality that God wants us to have, that spirit of thankfulness, the concept of what did I do to deserve this can be taken either way. Like what did I do to deserve this if you are thankful means like I have way more than I ever deserved. Uh, what did I do to deserve this? You know, the, um, the what did I do to deserve this from that negative standpoint is you're always feeling sorry for yourself. You know, there was a girl that um, many years ago, uh, she was in a group home in Bismarck. There was a lady from our church in Bismarck that worked at this group home, and this lady told my wife and I, she said, you need to meet this girl in, our, in this group home. Her name's Christine. And so we went up there. This girl's like 14 years old. Now, the reason she's in this group home is not for anything she did wrong. She didn't do anything wrong. She's in this group home because one day her drunken father came home and murdered her mother. He ended up in prison. Her mother was dead. The kids were put into foster care where she was molested. And they didn't know what to do with her after that, so they put her in a group home for troubled girls, even though she had never been in any trouble. You know, her life, you talk about somebody like, what did I do to deserve this? Now, we met her, this uh, lady that worked there at the group home told us we should come up there. And so we started a Bible study with Christine. And she was about 14 at the time. Well, she ended up getting adopted by some people in our Bismarck church. In fact, this man is the pastor of the Bismarck church. No, they adopted this girl. And they raised her in the apostolic way. And there's a lot to this story. But anyway, Christine, many years later, she now she's married and going to one of our churches out in the state of Washington. But she came back to visit, and she does periodically. And she stood up and testified in our church in Dickinson. And she just told that whole story I just told. 
That's why I felt like I could tell it. You know, when you start talking about molestation stuff, sometimes you just don't know if you should tell those stories. But she told the whole story. You know, her, she, her dad came home, murdered her mom. Um, she she was molested in foster care. She she ended up in this group home, and she didn't do any of that. But this is what she said. She said, "But it was because of all that that I got to hear this truth." And she said, "Knowing what I know now." If that's what it would take for me to hear this truth, she said, I'd do it all over again. She said, she said, what if I would have grown up in a normal home with loving parents and never heard the Acts 238 message? And I would have lived my life relatively happy person and had died lost. You see, this is the attitude of the victor. This is the attitude of the person that that uh, doesn't look at circumstances, but they look at the direction. Like, where, where is it going? You know, there, there is a, um, uh, when you look at, I, I, I've kind of tried to get away from it a little bit because sometimes it troubled me so much. But when I first came to God, I'd, I'd read like books like Fox's Book of Martyrs and some of these accounts of Christians that had been tortured over the centuries and killed for their faith. And, and it really did bother me, especially as a parent. I mean, and personally, too, I don't want to go through a lot of pain. You know, if you're listening tonight and you're, you know, planning on being a torturer in the end times, um, you know, would you just do me a favor and just do me, get me a bullet to the head right away? I'm not really into the torture thing. You know, and preferably don't let me see it coming either. Just walk up behind me and do it because I, I, I don't know how for sure I'd re- react in some of that. But in the early church, the accounts that I read of people that were tortured and killed for their faith – Many times they were so fearless, uh, they they didn't care if they got arrested. They didn't seem to be worried about being found out that they were Christians. And and the reason was is because they really believed that that was one of the greatest things you could do for God. Like you could, you know, you, like you could stand up to this for for Jesus, and you could die for Jesus, and you'd go to heaven. You know. I think that this is the this is the mentality of the victor. This is the mentality of the person that that isn't always looking. The, the, the mentality of the person. Thank God, I know this truth. You know, if you know the Acts two thirty eight message, and I and I really need to explain it because it's not. We've got the Holy Ghost Radio audience listening, but I want you also to be aware that we're broadcasting live on an AM station right here in Dickinson. But the Acts 2.38 message of, of, of faith in God, repentance from sin, being baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins, receiving the Holy Ghost, this, this Acts 2.38, it isn't the only verse we believe in the whole Bible, of course not. But the reason we quote it all the time, the reason we talk about it a lot of times is because in that verse, it, it concisely mentions what you need to do, the steps you need to take to be saved. Repentance from sin, water baptism in the name of Jesus, receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. And you Pentecostal people that know that message, uh, you are so fortunate. You are so fortunate. I I don't want to use the word lucky because it sounds so cheap, but um, there are people that have no idea how to be saved. That's one of the reasons we're on the radio. That's one of the reasons we do this. That's one of the reasons we, we need to do it more. We need to get out even more. There are people that don't even know. I One of the scriptures that really troubles me, I think Jesus was in Capernaum in the Gospels, and these people didn't believe on Jesus. 
And Jesus said, if I would have, if I would have gone back to Sodom and, and told those people what you're hearing right now, the people of Sodom would have repented. He said it's going to be more tolerable. He told these people, I think it was from Capernaum, it's going to be more tolerable for, for Sodom, which was a very wicked city, than for you. And the reason for that was, is because Sodom didn't have Jesus preach to him. And what I'm saying by that, even hearing about Jesus, you, you are a very lucky person to even have the opportunity of hearing. This is a very fortunate... I believe in this message so much. I told a man here just recently, he was in my, my kitchen just this past weekend, and um, he was telling me of how he moved to North Dakota and how how he felt like, you know, how it was divine, like providence. You know, God's opened doors for him here. This man doesn't believe the Acts 2.38 message or even the Bible, but he told me that he does believe in God and he believes that God has, had, had directed him to North Dakota. And I'm not, here again, I don't want to be so specific to kind of give away who he might be. He may be listening tonight to me. But I looked at this man and I said, even though I know, I know he doesn't believe the Bible's true or he doesn't believe what I believe, I said, would you humor me for just a moment? And he said, sure. I said, what if this message that I preach is the truth? He said, okay. I said, now I believe that you moved to Dickinson, North Dakota, to meet me, to meet my family. That's what I told him. I said, I know that sounds really arrogant, like it really sounds arrogant, but it's not about meeting me. It's about meeting this message. That's what it's about. And so and so, when you start to get this attitude, like there, it's very possible I'm listening to somebody that is going through a terrible time in your life, Things, if this is your first time hearing the apostolic message, I promise you things will look up for you. Not because everything's going to get fixed in your life, but this life is just a small portion of our existence. Eternity is so much more, and if just imagine if you could get right with God. You see, what did I do to deserve this? For me, the personal application of this is what did I do to deserve this message? What did I do? I don't know if my pastor's listening tonight, but what did I do, Pastor Walters, to ever deserve wandering into a Pentecostal church back in, in, in 1978, the first time when I ever went? You know, what did I do? The connections that, that happened, the things that happened in that service, uh, uh, the life-changing things I heard in, a, in just a sermon, I mean, just I mean, the the my thought process began to change. Everything began to turn around. I mean, what did I do to deserve that? Well, I didn't do anything to deserve that. But but it makes me thankful. It really does, and it ought to make you thankful if that's your story. Uh, it says in a, that these people in Romans were unthankful, and and then it said they became vain in their imaginations, and then it said professing themselves to be wise. They became fools. If you don't know the way to go to heaven, really, you don't have a lot to be thankful for. You really don't. See, I don't. I'm not. I'm not really buying into this thing that that um, that that um, success or materialism makes people happy. Like some of you people that are out there that 
You think that poverty causes crime. You think poverty causes depression. I don't agree with that at all. I don't think there's anything wrong with being poor. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think personally that that what causes it, it's just the opposite of that. I believe that that lack of focus, lack of true spirituality, lack of thankfulness to God causes all the dilemmas of life. I, I think that that um, when you have purpose in your life, you know, I, I here again in this. Weird. I don't know if you could call it a hobby of mine. Used to be of reading about all these people that have been killed for Jesus. I don't know. Has anybody ever read about what the Romanians did to Christians after World War II? I would not recommend you reading that. Uh, they what they did, you know, during World War II, what they did to the Jews was horrific. It was horrible, but they never let up after World War II when the Soviets took over. It was just absolutely horrible. And the torture and the psychological torture, I don't know if there's ever been in the history of man. I know they said the Apaches had really pretty neat ways of torturing people. I don't think anything's even come close to these, what happened in Romania. Now, i got a bunch of people curious, so they're going to look it up. I mean, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't do it. But the only reason I said that is during that time, there were people that they took everything away from these people, but they couldn't take their faith away from them. And, and, and the reason is, is because their attitude was right. So what did I do to deserve this? You know, there, there is, um, the, the scripture, uh, talks about that, let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also you were called in one body, Colossians 3.15, and be ye thankful. Psalm 100 verses 4 and 5, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise, be thankful unto him, and bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endureth to all generations. If, if I, you know, I, I have a, a certain level of success, I suppose all Americans do, especially if you look at it in the sense of, um, Look at it in the sense of perspective, you know, I mean, we're all more rich than anybody else, even the poorest here are rich. Somebody said if you have change in your pocket, you're richer than like uh, 80% of the people in the world, something like that, just change in your pocket, because a lot of people don't have anything. And uh, But but I, I think if I lost everything today, and I keep my attitude right, you know, if I lost everything that I have, everything that I own... Uh, everything, but I retain my relationship with God, I think you could still call me lucky. You really could. You know, um, we've got, um, oh, I don't know how many minutes left here today. I, I'm going to see. I'm going to check my texts. If I got any more texts, okay, you guys are feeling sorry for me. You're texting me. Okay, good. The um, Good to have, at least I know there are people listening to me out here. The uh, <laughs> you, Seth, why don't you play a quick song? I might interrupt it. No, yeah, you go ahead. What's that? Yeah, try that. He's going to try playing a song here, uh, not on our regular playlist. See if that works. Uh, I want everybody to listen to this song. and It talks about sin. Go ahead and try to see if you can play it. Well, we had a bunch of requests to do. This is our latest radio single. features Jeff right here called The Chain Gang. Saw a whole lot of people carrying chains. They were digging a hole with their very own sin. 
the devil puts them in. They were bound by hate, they were bound by greed, they were slaves to the things that they just don't need. Well, Satan got a whole lot of people working all the chain gangs. Again, uh, don't feel sorry for yourself living for God. Don't have a bad attitude. And and don't feel sorry for other people that are living for God. This is exactly what I want to do. And uh, if I if doing drugs was so good, I'd still be doing that. If drinking was so good, I'd still be doing that. But uh, I got awful sick of working on the chain gang. I really did. You're listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio program. I am talking about that when you get a hold of this Acts 238 message that you become one of the luckiest people in the world if there is such a thing as luck. And that's the attitude I've got. I really do. I, I have that attitude that, that no matter what happens, you know, I've found the pearl of great price. And when you find that pearl of great price or when you find the treasure hidden in the field, nothing else matters. You can sell the whole works just as long as you keep a hold of that. You know, this, this treasure that we have, Paul said, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Paul said that I was a, a bad man. I was not a good man before I came to Jesus. That's 
that's the attitude that I'm talking. What did I do to deserve this? I love Romans chapter 5, starting with verse 6. Paul said, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. You see, what did I do to deserve Jesus Christ dying for me? What did you do to deserve that? Well, there wasn't anything you did to deserve that. This this was what God did for us. This is what he, he did. He showed his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What did I do to deserve this? I want to keep the right attitude about it. I, I really do. You know, this, this um, heard a story uh, a while back uh, about a, a missionary. He, uh, this missionary was... He was. Uh, he and his wife had been on the mission field for many, many years. This missionary, uh, his, in fact, his wife died over there. She died of old age over there, and he was getting older. And the missions board said, "You've got to come home. You've got to come back to the United States." Well, he didn't want to come back. He really had nothing here, but he was getting so old. They said, "We can't support you anymore," and so, so they said, "You've got to come back." So he packed up his belongings, and he got on a ship. And he headed for the United States. He was sad. You know, he had left his, most of his life in Africa. His wife's body, of course, she was passed away. She was buried there. So he was a little sad. But as he got close to New York Harbor, he saw a what looked like somewhat of a parade there and a band. And, um, and he, was, he got really excited. You know, like there are people that remembered me. They, 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 they know I'm coming home today and they remembered me. So he got closer to shore and he was on the deck. And when he got really close to, to shore, he found out it was for some actress that was on that same ship. He got off the boat and the guy that was supposed to meet him to help him there didn't show. And this old man was dragging his luggage down the sidewalk trying to find a taxi or something and that night he was staying in this little two-bit motel and didn't have any money. Nobody knew where he was. And um, he was praying. And he told the Lord, he said, Lord, I don't want to complain. He said, but he said, you know, I guess after all these years as a missionary, when I came home, I expected you know some kind of welcome. And then when that actress who's never done anything for you that I know of she got this big welcome, and here, Lord, my wife's corpse is laying over in Africa, and nobody even knows I'm back here. And, and when I came home, I was just expecting some appreciation. And he felt like the Lord spoke to him and said, You're not home yet. You're not, you're not home yet. You see, there, there is an, there's, there's an attitude. There, there is, um, Jesus said, Lay up your treasures in heaven. He said, where rust isn't going to get to them and moth won't corrupt it. Thieves can't steal them up there. You know, lay up your treasures there. Be thankful. You know, this, this message, this, this is, uh, you know, greater than jewels, greater than riches. Thy, thy word, uh, is, is greater than rubies. It's greater than, uh, what, what is that psalm that I'm thinking of that we, we sing sometimes talking about God's, 
uh, word that's, uh, you know, it's, it's more precious than gold, you know, more precious than silver. You know, God, God's word, no, the riches, nothing can be compared, Paul said, to the riches of knowing who Jesus is. You know, the, the, um, um, book of Jeremiah says that the strong man, he, he glories in his strength. Uh, the rich man, he glories in his money and the, and the, and the wise man glories in his wisdom. But, but Jeremiah said, but let him that glory, glory in this. The Lord speaking through Jeremiah, that he knows his creator. He knows me. Let him glory in this. You see, there, there is what Paul and Silas, what in the world do you have to sing about? You just got your backs beaten. You're in stocks. Probably they're naked with rats running around at you, nibbling on your toes. And it says at midnight they sang praises to God. See, they weren't victim. They weren't like, what did we do to deserve this? You know what the reason they were in that prison? Do you know what it was? Because there was a jailer there God was trying to reach. That's the only thing I can figure out. You know, like, why else? Because it said they began to sing praises at midnight. What if their attitude would have been stinky? That jailer would have never known. But as they begin to sing praises, the Bible says that uh, the jail began to shake, and the jailer thought everybody was escaped, run in to the to the jail, and they begin to preach Jesus to him. In the same hour of the night, that jailer and his family were baptized. You know, this this uh, this this is uh, uh, the most awesome thing in all the world, and you can have this tonight. You know, it's this is not just for family members of, of Pentecostal people. I mean, this this group is is wide open. Uh, you know, you you come into this group, you're, you're not, it's not heredity. Uh, Chris, in the studio here, you didn't know anybody that was Pentecostal. I mean, like this group, I mean, like the Bible calls, it says we have received the spirit of adoption. Our, we, we cry out to God, Father, you know, Abba, you know, we, we, we've been adopted into this family. We, we, uh, we, we, we're not, it wasn't because how smart we were and how good we were, but we responded to this message. What did we do to deserve this? Nothing. But you still have to say yes to God. You know, I, I feel like I'm kind of going in circles tonight in this program, and I'm just trying to drive this point in. Maybe I never did get to the point of, of you know, the I don't know, the self-help point of people feeling sorry for themselves. But I'm telling you, when you get a hold of the gospel, everything's better, everything's brighter, everything sunshine and again, the birds are chirping again. No matter where you're at in life, no matter what circumstance you are in life, doesn't matter if you have money or you don't have money, whether you have health, whether you don't health, have health, whether you're young, whether you're old, doesn't make any difference. Because the Bible says our joy comes from God. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The Bible compares, and this is kind of deep for some of you, but possibly if you don't know the Word of God, but the Bible compares this rest of the Holy Ghost to the Sabbath rest of the Old Testament. And that now we have, we have a rest. The people of God, according to Hebrews, have, now we have rest. It says that in the Old Testament, they limited it to a certain day, but now there is a rest for the people of God. So, 
this rest that we have. What a fortunate thing to to know this truth. Thank God for it. Seth, why don't you give uh, people a little information how they can get a hold of us during the week and uh, they can experience the same thing for themselves. All right. Well, we're from the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson. Uh, we're located 105 7th Avenue West. Like Pastor said earlier, our next service is going to be Wednesday evening at 7.30 uh, p.m. You're sure invited. If you need a ride, give us a call at the church, 701-264-7862. Sunday mornings, we have uh, Sunday schools at 10 o'clock. We have adult and children's Sunday schools. 11 o'clock on Sunday morning is our worship service. All all are welcome. If you need a ride, give us a call, 701-264-7862. Or you can email us, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. This is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast. We're on every Sunday night from 806 uh, Mountain Time to 906 Mountain Time. Uh, if you'd like to, uh, if you have any questions or comments and you'd like to text those questions or comments or just let us know where you're listening from, we like that too. Uh, text us tonight, 701-290-7862. Again, 701-290-7862. Or you can call in studio with any questions or comments. The number for that is 701-225-5133. And if you're out of country and you'd like to email us, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Going to end the radio show with a song tonight. And uh, heard that Joe Hostetler did a good job preaching today. Heard that. And uh, he's in the studio with me, probably wishing he could do this too, but it's one of these days, maybe. You see, I was going to say you got to be good looking to do it, but I guess you don't have to for radio, do you? No, you don't. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you look better. I'm going to sing a song that goes along with that scripture in Jeremiah about, it's called Glory in the Lord, mainly just because I like singing it, but it does go along with it too, so that's kind of the way we'll end the broadcast. Broadcast, not the broadcast. Tonight. We know that the rich man glories in his money And the strong man glories in his strength We know that the superstar glories in his fame Let not the righteous man glory in these things Let him that glory Glory in the Lord, let him that glories. Glory in the Lord, for he knows his creator and the power of his word. Let the righteous man glory in the Lord. We know that the wise man Glories in his wisdom And the sports fan Glories in his team Some people glory In the gold and the diamond ring I'm gonna glory in the King of Kings Glory Glory in the Lord, glory, glory in the Lord, for I know my Creator and the power of His Word, glory, 
glory in the Lord, glory, glory in the Lord, for I know my Creator and the power of His Word. Let the righteous man glory in the Lord. Lord Jesus, tonight as we close our broadcast, God, we pray that you help us to realize it's not the good or not the bad that seems to happen to us, Lord, but really it's our relationship with you, God, whether we've got something going for us or not. And I pray that you help us to realize, God, those of us that have this message to shine a light to this darkened world, the light of joy, peace. God, help us, Lord, to to make this so good that they'll want what we've got. And to the rest, Lord, that are despondent and in despair, in, in discouragement and depression, God, I just pray tonight that you'll give them hope that they can find this new life in you also. We just pray in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. Thanks, folks. Uh, felt like I was scatterbrained tonight, but I appreciate you listening anyway. God bless. Next week, Sunday night, Brother Evangelist Bill Farron will be on the radio station with us. God bless. Good night. always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website www.holyghostradio.com The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.